All right, we ready? Moment Shut of silence. Moment of silence. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, you guys are bad at that. We may not have a film station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Real Education, the Musical. And I am one of your hosts, Wendy, joined as always by. I'm Vinny. And I'm Mike. And our special guest star this week... It's Jenny. It's our silent partner who we've allowed to speak again. Yay! She's behaved herself long enough that she earned another spot. He took the sock out of my mouth. Has she, though? We'll see. We let her out of the doghouse. Shut your face. Shut your face. It was definitely definitely good behavior and not desperation. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Well, because we continue the Fosse-pocalypse... Fussy, fussy, fussy. And I just try to say that word as as often as possible so I can stick that little sound clip in there. Fussy apocalypse. Fussy, fussy, fussy. (laughs) Have you guys heard the sound clip I made for it yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Well, well, it's okay. I I still like you. You were in the doghouse. How were you supposed to listen to it? Was I sleeping at the time? We've been withholding. It's fine. Okay. Don't worry, Kiss Me Kate episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely listened well, to that recently. Well, and, clearly, clearly, Jimmy doesn't listen to our podcast. Well, and, <laughs> That's good. It's also in the My Sister Eileen, which just dropped this week. So, right. listeners, that gives you an idea of how far behind we yeah. we record. Yeah. Uh, so this week we have um, we've tagged Jenny in as our virgin because all three of us have seen this movie because it is the pinnacle of Fossidum. It is Cabaret. <laughs> And somehow you've never seen it? No. not. I don't even know, like, a preview to have an idea of what the, like, aesthetic would be. Aesthetic. <laughs> That's definitely how you pronounce that word. <laughs> yeah, aesthetic. I know. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. that No, no, I was, trying to, I was trying to ask, because she seemed... Aesthetic, yes. <laughs> um, if she had seen it or not, but I was trying to be as vague as I could, because I feel like... This is one. Were you trying to like get her to remember, like, yeah. saying things that like if she had seen it, it would like spark a Jenny memory. Is right. it anything like that picture of the that your cover photo from Sweet Charity with all the like spanking? No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no. I have no idea what no, I'm going to be watching. Yeah, she oh. definitely hasn't seen it because I feel like this is one that you. You remember. You would you remember. Would, you would you remember. You would know if you've seen it or not. I mm-hmm. kind of feel like yeah, that's an accurate statement. Now you've seen it mm-hmm. a lot. No. I've seen it once. Okay. And I've seen it twice, maybe three times. Like it's I know that I've seen it. This one I'm I'm sure I have, but it's been it's been a long time. Y'all are adorable. I've seen this a lot. Um also I've done the show. And I've I was gonna say that that should surprise no one. Can you imagine that? Right, yeah. Of course I did. Like somebody (laughs) somewhere did cabaret. Wendy showed up like, let me in. Forced your way on stage. Like I'm taking part of this. Yes, that would be also accurate. Um, Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know, my name's on the sign. <laughs> Obviously, I'm here. Um, I've only done the show once, and I was in the chorus, which is honestly the best place to be in a, in a Fosse show. Chorus gets to do all kinds of great stuff. And I've seen, of course, lots of productions of it. 
too. Uh, no, I saw Chicago on the West End. I did not see, I did not see the tour of Cabaret. Um, in the late 90s, there was a revival version of this with Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah, yeah. Um, who did the ever. tour. And, of course, that was the Alan Cumming as the MC revival. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't realize that was the same show. Yeah. yeah Alan awesome. Cumming. Um, it actually started on the West End with Alan Cumming and then came to America. And Alan Cumming has great stories about that in terms of, like, the... Just the theatrical aesthetic of what is expected. He's like, yeah, I mean, on the West End, we put on a show, but you Americans really like to dance. <laughs> he was like, uh, I was a little scared what, by what you were wanting me to do. Like, what time frame was it? this revival? It would have been 96-ish. Okay, okay. Around 96 oh, okay. This is kind of like peak Alan Cumming, too. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- it's honestly right... Right as he, it, it's part of how he got his name. Like mm-hmm. the the cabaret production was so well received and became so well known that then a then the movie stuff started following after that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, that's of be, course I never made that connection. It'd be after Goldeneye, but before Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So when I saw Josie and the Pussycats, I'm like, it's the MC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, cabaret. Um, you know nothing. Apparently. D- okay. I, you know it's Bob Fosse. I mean, I feel, I feel yeah. like even the name of the movie or the musical should spark if you'd seen it. I mean, do, yeah. you, do I, you know who's in it? Fosse? <laughs> no, he directs it. Somebody who dances. Probably Somebody who dances, yes, that's correct. of some kind. Song? There's, there's songs. Is it like, uh, well, shit, no, I have no idea. Okay. I really have no idea. Okay. I keep trying to make now it you know the other things, Moulin Rouge, Chicago. I mean, you're there. kind of at least in the right Chicago is a fair Ball comparison. Park-ish. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the same, the, the music is written by the same people who wrote the music for mm-hmm. Chicago, Candor and Ip. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will take your word for it. So the the music is in a, in a similar style. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Fosse, of course, as we know, he directed his directorial debut was Sweet Charity, which should have been a success. Everybody, all the critics loved it, and it bombed like a motherfucker and made no money, and he panicked mm-hmm. and thought he'd never work again, and so he decided uh, he was going to just work. Constantly. Well, he... Like, let he, me just, instead of panicking, I'll just do and, six things every yeah, year. And, yeah, I was going to say, and we'll go into this in the future. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he just starts fucking... He's like, here's like six other things I'm going to fucking line up. Well, he got so worried, so he managed to talk his way into getting to direct this film. Because uh, it was going to be... I forget who was going to direct it now. Um, I'm sure I've got it in my notes, but it was going to be somebody else, and they're like, I don't have time to direct it. I've got a different project. And uh, he knew the producer, Cy Fuhrer, Fuhrer, I can't remember how to pronounce that, and talked his way into having the job, but he was so worried that it was going to bomb again and that he was like, I better make sure that I have other projects so that if once again I'm a failure as a film director... I at least can. I at least might be able to prove yes, but I can still direct a, a musical. Yes, but I can still produce a TV show. One way or the other, I'm going to have three different projects going, and there's no way I can fail in three different media at once, right? And instead, what he did is he 
completely knocked it out of the park in three different media. Because he did this, Liza with a Z, and Pippin pretty much all at the same damn time. Not with something else. It's called amphetamines, and apparently they gave him a cocaine lot of Cocaine is a them. hell of a drug. I don't even think it was cocaine. I think it was, it was I definitely think, not. Yeah. It was prescription yeah. Prescription medication. Uh, so he does, uh, I mean, we talk about this next week, but uh, Listen, like, we've already recorded the Liza with a Z episode at this point. So, well, because uh, yeah. it's six and one half dozen the other. Yeah. He was doing them at the same time. Yeah, we had some scheduling issues, but uh, so some of this will be Maybe repeated we next week for sure. More amphetamines. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we talk about in that episode how he won, um, he got two of his awards, right? And, like, the same... He got the Oscar and... He got the Oscar, the Emmy, Emmy? and the Grammy. Oh, yeah, all three. In one year. Okay. Jesus. No, an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony. That's what he did. He got the Oscar, the Emmy, and the Tony all in one year. Yeah. He had already gotten a Tony before, but he's the only person who's ever won all three awards in one year for three different pieces of work. People just start throwing him through his windows. Well, and him being... And, of course... Him being Fosse, he just stands up there like, this is a joke, right? Like, he would have been devastated to not win, but then when he wins, he's like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I was convinced I was going to fail. I don't know how to handle success. Hand me the drugs. (laughs) Poor, complicated man. And he did so much counseling, too. He had a therapist, but apparently there was just not enough therapy in the world for him. Was it the therapist, the one who gave him the prescription? Yes! That's awesome! Explain a lot about his progress in therapy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Cabaret, this is 1972, if I remember right. Sounds right. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to go watch this. Listeners, if you have somehow never seen Cabaret... Uh, if you're just a real piece of shit who's never seen this movie before. <laughs> like me! <laughs> It was just it a won garbage person. It won the best. Okay. Tra- well, this one's got to be. It won best the best picture Oscar. <clears throat> Whoops! It was The Godfather that was the best picture that year. Cabaret was nominated though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can find this. Yeah. This this will be. This won best picture. Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus! Where have I been? God, slap <laughs> me in the face more often. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) More often? Excuse me? Jenny, do you feel safe in your relationship at home? Sometimes you just need one. It'll wake you up a little bit. It's like amphetamines. She's like showing off for company. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Getting a little rowdy here. Mm -hmm. Let's go watch this movie. It's hot. (laughs) The movie's hot, too. Yeah, you're going to like it. All right, after the joke.
stop deluding yourself. Do I shock you, darling? Not a bit. I don't? Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, is it a crime to fall in love? Why can't the world live? Maybe this time I'll be lucky Maybe this time he'll stay was im cabaret or cabaret to cabaret my outrageous accent (laughs) yeah perfect (laughs) it's perfection when Jenny actually recognized that song I was gonna ask you because that's like the song the very last one yeah yeah Yeah. no I recognized that one and I recognized her outfit the the black one with the top hat yes from mine hair yes Mm -hmm. That is all that's I recognize. A really iconic. Really, those were the. That's it. You yeah. didn't recognize any of the other numbers. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, this whole movie was completely unexpected. <laughs> that just, what? Just kept turning darker it's, and darker. Yeah, I was borders. Say, it's a lot heavier than probably what you were expecting. Right? Yeah, I had no idea, but at the same time, knowing what I know about Bob Fosse from talking to y'all about the other movies, just like wow, you just wear that right under your sleeve, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he he's not subtle about his worldview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like my women beautiful but broken like dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the men though. The men, too. Yeah. Uh, he likes people broken. Mm-hmm. Um, With shitty little mustaches. <laughs> shitty little mustaches. <laughs> it's the name of my Talking Heads cover band. <laughs> there weren't a lot of shitty mustaches. There was no, one the ones there were, particularly the one there was. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Fritz's mustache was also very cheesy. That's true. That's true. But he was just... I don't know. I felt like it, it actually... It, where... The other uh, Max's was so shitty. Like Fritz's <laughs> actually worked. Yeah, yeah. Max's <laughs> looked respectable right. in comparison. Like okay, so it's like Fritz's Fritz's mustache looked a little like a playful gigolo, but Max's mustache was full on pedophile porn. Like mm-hmm. what? It's oh, just, okay. It just, the fact that it, and I think it didn't help. Like we we talked about this while we were watching it. Like it didn't help that it was blonde. Uh, yeah, you like, notice it at first. It's almost white. Yeah, like it's so fair that like, like there's just something wrong with his face that you can't very off putting. And then it's just so angular. Why and is your barbered? lip vague? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> It's weird, huh? Mm-hmm. So, um, so your reaction is the movie's dark. Anything else? Oh, I have lots of reactions. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about all of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
and I can give the plot super brief. Um, Brian, want to walk through it. Brian shows up. Yeah, I mean we can. Yeah, we can go through it. Yeah, yeah. So um, the conceit of both the, the musical that it's based on, and then also what Fosse played with, uh, is the idea that. There is the real world, and then there's the cabaret. And then what happens in the cabaret is meta-commenting on what's happening in the real world. And right. Hal Prince, who produced the original Broadway play, um, he said that that happened almost by accident during rehearsal when they were creating the original Broadway play. That wasn't intentional. It was just as things started to come together and that happened, he's like, oh, that actually works. Fosse, of course, takes that and... Um, uses it to uses editing to even heighten that even more and literally inter intercut the musical numbers with the action that's going on outside. Right. So um, was it there, always set in the Weimar Republic? Yes. Okay. Um, it's based on true stories. Hmm. I believe um, that. Uh, so Christopher Isherwood Isherwood wrote true stories that were then turned into a play. I am a camera. Yeah. By uh, John Van Druten, and then Joe Masteroff took that and turned it into cabaret. Mm-hmm. So it is very deliberately about the wow. Weimar Republic and the rise of Nazism, or that time period. Not so much about the time of Nazism, but placing it in that context. Mm-hmm. I may be jumping ahead, but knowing that this the original wasn't Fosse, the but the film was. I'm assuming there were probably. A few changes uh, yeah. <laughs> between the two. <laughs> oh, we can yes. get into that as we go through. I'm just curious. Yes. I, I've only ever seen the film. Same. Yeah, broad, uh, Fosse didn't do the original Broadway production. It was a huge right. hit on Broadway, and then when they were turning it into a film, and he was desperate for work, he he very much wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to cover that concept of how the musical numbers work because... If we're talking about a musical number, it is directly tied to something else that is happening in the story, mm-hmm. and it is often happening at the same time in the story. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it opens, of course, with the face of the MC being w- reflected in a warped mirror. Yeah, that's a little on the nose, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty heavy-handed, <laughs> yeah. but it works. <laughs> like, it really works because... Because of the ending, like, is what makes that not seem at Nazi, uh, not seem <laughs> as heavy. You did that on purpose. Uh, it, it doesn't seem as heavy handed because of how, like, if the ending didn't stick as well as it does, mm-hmm. then that would come off as really cheesy. But like the fact that everything kind of works together makes that like. Again, this is my second time ever seeing it, and I didn't really care for the movie the first time I saw it, and this time I like was so in on like everything that was happening. I think knowing a lot of like how the movie is kind of intentionally off-putting at times Mm -hmm. um, really helped with that. Um, But anyway, yes, the fact that like it sticks made me like watching it go like, okay, like this isn't as, it's very on the nose, but like it kind of adds to like the heightened. Well, it's kind of like what vaudeville is and it's tied to that kind of theater. Yeah. 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 So it opens with Willkommen. Mm-hmm. Bienvenue. Welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Ooh, welcome indeed. Uh, that which opens the You're Broadway show. Hate it here. Um, and it is a way to introduce the MC, mm-hmm. um, your master of ceremonies, and the cabaret girls, and just the setting of the cabaret. That that's where we start in the setting of the cabaret. Um, and I think that's a good bookend. Like you don't start with the real world, but while he's singing Vilcomen, you see. Brian, being played by Michael York, arriving on the train. Welcome to Berlin. Welcome to our world. Welcome to this shitty reality in the middle of the Depression in Berlin, where very quickly there's even dialogue about, like, everybody's poor, nobody has any money, life is shitty. Isn't it great? Because that was kind of what was going on there. That's why everybody ended up in Berlin. They were looking for the party. Um... Yeah, and so you get the girls who are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think of the girls? Oh, I thought they were great. I loved how garish the costumes were and just like their creepy little fossy movements with their hands. And with absolutely flat affect on their yeah. face. But of with course. the like, weird pelvic, like, it's not thrusting, it's just like weird pelvic gyrations that just are just like. Of- TikTok. Sexy with quotes around them. Sexy with quotes around <laughs> them. It's, it's so great. Like, like yeah. that's a good it's way of describing Bossy mm-hmm. is sexy with quotes yeah. around them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sexy, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, it feels dirty, but not in a fun way. <laughs> you're just kind of wading through it, but you're fascinated. <laughs> you you want to see more, but you don't. <laughs> oh my goodness, you've become a Fosse connoisseur. <laughs> um, Fosse uh, kept uh, all kinds of sweets and pastries out constantly on set because he didn't want the girls, the dancers, to look like really great dancers. He wanted them to look like real people and kind like seedy. a little seedy, a little rundown. He wanted them a little plump and they were they were both pissed but also eating the pastries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are How fucking you me over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating my anger right now. <laughs> you motherfucker, hand me that date. <laughs> so you didn't, you haven't watched Sweet Charity, right? No, I couldn't find okay. it easily. So yeah. I'm gonna so Jenny out. usually watches the movies with us. Um, she had something that night with, that we watched Sweet Charity, and so she didn't get to watch it with us, which is unfortunate because... Tying those dancers in the club at um, uh-huh. in Sweet Charity to these dancers. I mean, I saw pictures of them because he very, kind of posted it. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do justice. Yeah, yeah. No. no, it's more of that just sort of dead-eyed, like we're doing a thing, and like it's supposed to be, as you said, sexy with quotes <laughs> around it. Like it's very much like Cheetah Rivera and and, uh-huh. and that group in um, in Sweet Charity. You get yeah. This is that, like, plus. <laughs> yes. Because everyone is just, there's, it's just real, um, Grimy. everything is supposed to be real, like, gay and stuff, but it's not. Like, everybody's just kind of dead inside. <laughs> um, and part of that is Fosse's editing, um, mm-hmm. and his editor, and I apologize, I don't have his editor's name in my notes, because uh, there's... We'll get out of the first scene soon, I promise. <laughs> well, but I mean, I'm just so pleased <laughs> to, to hear you speaking so knowledgeably yeah. about the, to be able to compare it back to Sweet Charity, mm-hmm. and see that it's like, oh, it just makes my little heart happy. <laughs> um, but Fosse, uh, editing this, uh, he, of course, 
took tons of footage from all kinds of angles. And it was when he was working with the editor and they started discovering how cutting away from musical numbers to reaction shots in the from the crowd really heightened the falseness of this facade of joy. And like, so you're in, they're in the middle of this big number and they're all sweating and working up there. And then you cut away to somebody who just looks bored in the audience and it's really effective. Or somebody who's laughing, but the laughing starts to be like, um. Well, I love how quick the edits are a lot of the time because half the time the reaction shot is gone before you really realize mm-hmm. what you saw. So it's almost like this kind of creeping realization that but it, it was yeah, it's more like a subconscious thing did i really see that yeah. well and it's and it's <laughs> really projecting ref- onto it yeah. or, it's yeah. reflecting you back to yourself you're watching them are you also like those audience people right. you just saw are you just empty empty and consuming <laughs> just we're cons- all empty inside and everything <laughs> is terrible this is definitely what my name's bob fossey that's <laughs> my philosophy <laughs> like you're not wrong um God, the difference between this and Kiss Me, Kate. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh-huh. But I'm, Or even, like, Pajama Game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or Damn Yankees, Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Sweet Charity is really where things started to take a turn. And this was just kind of, like... This is like the, the way veered off in only, that same only way only way it could have gone. I think. <laughs> yeah. When it started to veer off at Sweet Charity, you're like I mean, clearly this is where. <laughs> what where year we were was headed. Sweet Charity '68? I don't I remember. Don't remember. Something year. like that. Yeah. It's like the late '60s. Like, yeah. We're in '72 yeah. now, right? Like we're '70s yeah. now. Yeah, right? and then that's part of it too. The '70s were. It I'm, might have actually been seven. No, no it wasn't that late. That's part of it too. Is. Broadway was confronting, of course, that the old Mm. classic style musicals don't work. They're too false. And so Broadway was doing stuff like hair and um, like more experimental things that were a lot more gritty. But so there was stuff that succeeded like hair and then there were a lot of failures. And of course, the 70s were the 70s of (laughs) like there was a lot of. Sexy with quotes around it. Yeah, sexy with quotes around it. That's the 70s. Like (laughs) The fashion itself, mm, that's a good description. But like a lot of self-reflection and um, deep Mm -hmm. self-loathing. Like that runs through the 70s hard. Um, So yeah. Uh, So we open with Vilkommen. You meet the Master of Ceremonies, which is Joel Grey. He originated the role on Broadway. Mm -hmm. So they brought him in for this, and he is great. He won... Best Supporting Nomination. Oh, I should clarify, this did not win Best Picture. My bad. Godfather won Best Picture. And so Bob Fosse was convinced Coppola was going to get the Best Directing Award, especially since Coppola won the Directors Guild Award just a couple weeks prior. So he's literally sitting in the audience just like, why am I here? My life is shit. I can't even. And then he wins. He goes up and he's just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He delivers a very funny speech. You should watch it. I'll try to dig out the the video of it. I would like to see that. Yeah. He delivers a very funny speech, very self-deprecating, very quiet Bob Fosse voice, right? What the hell? Like, he makes these spectacles, then he's like, hi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, But anyway. So... Uh, we were talking about the MC, uh-huh. uh, which is Joel Gray, and I was looking him up while we were watching the movie, and he is like hot in the fifties. Oh yeah, <laughs> what? right? 
Yeah. Like, I think this is 1955. Mm-hmm. I was like... That needs to go in the show notes. I was like, God. Yes, yes. What the fuck? Yeah, I'll send that to you. Um, Hot. Because it's not what I expected at looks all. looks nothing like what... He looks what, more like Pee Wee Herman here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the makeup isn't doing him any favors. <laughs> I, I mean, like, in costume. That's yeah, yeah. what it strongly <laughs> reminded me of. Right. Um, Especially all, when they do the red cheeks and... Yeah. Yeah. We all know he's the father of Jennifer Grey, right? From Dirty Dancing? Did not know oh, that. No. Oh, by putting it together. Okay. I, now yeah, we do. Dirty Dancing has a lot of Broadway DNA because, of, of course, her father in that is being played um, by the man who originated the role of Billy in Chicago and was the original El Gallo in The Fantastics. So I'm, wow. when I watch Dirty Dancing, I'm just like, look at all the Broadway connections everywhere here because that's what I do whenever I watch a movie. Um, oh, the screenplay? Speaking of dark, Jay Allen, who is actually Jacqueline, it's a woman, she was credited as the screenwriter, but she quit in a huff. She did not like working with Fosse because she thought he was a fucking depressive who, dra- <laughs> who drained all s- the script of all humor. Too dead inside. He was too dead inside. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, she's not wrong. Well, it's she wrong? That was funny. I, I, I mean, there are there are some really good comedic moments mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah, but like, it's not a funny movie. <laughs> no, um, and she was like, she was a quality screenwriter. She yeah, wrote yeah. the prime of Miss Jean Brody. She wrote Marnie. Like, she was a quality screenwriter, and she was just like, I can't even handle you. You're a fucking drug addict and a depressive. Get over your damn self. Um, so yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we get Bill Common. And then you meet Brian. Brian's come to Berlin. He's uh, from Cambridge. Interestingly enough, in the Broadway show, Sally's British and Brian's American, and they decided to swap it for the movie because they already had Liza Minnelli cast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Brian is from Cambridge. Oh, she heard you a British accent. (laughs) Right? Oh, um... (laughs) Sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't want to see that. Who was it who said that? Oh, the guy who wrote Isherwood... The guy who wrote the original story said that Liza Minnelli was too talented to play Sally. <laughs> because he based it on a real person who was apparently not very talented. Oh, gotcha. I mean, that's definitely what the character was supposed to be. Yeah, it was yeah. not talented at all. Well, mm, not, ta- not, not talented, but... She was but the just, most talented person in that seedy-ass cabaret. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and she could even be very talented, but she doesn't make good life choices. <laughs> yeah. She thinks she's going to get somewhere by singing in that shitty cabaret and sleeping with random men. Just get a business card, man. Raspberries! <laughs> <laughs> Career advice with Jenny. <laughs> Just get a business card. I mean, just, you know, baby steps. Her, her vagina is her business card. Clearly. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, there's only about six songs mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was noticing I had kind of forgotten. I mean, it'd been so it's long very, time. They're very yeah. sparse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're relatively a, short, too. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, all in that same style. Because they're all set in the cabaret. Yeah. the With one exception. The right. main difference... Um, the main difference between the musical and the movie is there are more songs in the musical, and they take place more in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like there's, uh, Fräulein Schneider is a much bigger character, and she has a, a an older man, and they have a romance, and they decide to get married, except that he is Jewish and she is not. And then as he's getting harassed for being a Jew, she's like, 
you know what? No, let's not get married. Ooh. And she, yeah, wow. it's a it's a tough storyline actually. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's more songs. So that's one of the major differences that Fosse brought in is he just went. Mm, we're going to take all that out and we're just going to focus here mm-hmm. on uh, Brian and Sally. Yeah. Um, so the second song you get is arguably kind of the showstopper. That's mine hair. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of your big introduction to Sally because um, we've met, right? They've already gone to, like, the boarding house or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And this is yeah, when Brian's first come to the club. Right? Yeah. yeah, to see her perform. To see her perform. Because I guess they you do get this... kind of, like, fleeting glimpses of her in the, fir- in the opening. Yeah, she's, in, she's in, in the background. Yeah, yeah, and he says her, he, like, introduces her. Uh, the MC like, right. says her name and stuff. But, like, yeah, she's in the background. She's part of the chorus the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so uh, he introduced her. They do mine hair, which is fucking a plus. Um, <laughs> it is uh, an achievement of Fossidum. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it's interesting to having seen it staged live to where you can see everything that's happening. It is, and it's also in the Fossey. Uh, the Broadway show, the review. The review. Okay, yeah, cool. You, so, you nice. can so we can see actually see what's happening. <laughs> that it's interesting how much he cuts out the choreography that he worked so hard on, and you don't actually get to see a lot of it. And so all you get are these that. weird body parts that are ending up in frame, looking all broken, and so you're, what are they even doing? I wish I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I loved and hated it because like the parts where like where he sets those scenes up, and you're kind of looking through the tangle of bodies mm-hmm. to see her in the background is really great. But there's so little of like a larger scene mm-hmm. where you can really watch the larger like damn you know, set this, of dancers. Is this the number where we get the big Fosse amoeba? Or no, they do have Fosse Meba and Vilcommon. Yeah, that was the it's thing. in Vilcommon. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those two kind of blend together because they both happen so early they and do. are One very pretty quick. Yeah, and are very um, tonally similar. Yes, and it's before kind of everything gets the way the movie goes. <laughs> right. Let's pause um, and consider: I, Joel Gray wins wins an award for a role where he never speaks. Yeah. All he does is sing. I mean, he speaks as the MC, but he doesn't ever say anything, like, conversationally. Right. He's just only ever on stage. Or making faces. You know, welcome. Welcome to the cabaret. That's it. I'm just fascinated by that. You were saying. Um, Well, the same thing that Vinny was saying, that, like, um, I love the way that it shot through all the people, I but I do wish we got to see what everyone's doing. But there's the one shot where... um, um, uh, Liza's up on the chair in that they, in this crazy pose, and then all of the chorus is like they have a hand on the chair. Their back is bowed, like basically their stomach sticking out, and their back is like completely bowed over. And somehow they're still like stomping their foot uh-huh. as they're shooting as he's shooting like underneath one of their backs. And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Who? thinks like this (laughs) who goes yeah here's how like first off that's a crazy shot for a director to even want to shoot and then also from just a choreographer because he choreographed this too oh yeah so then to be able to be like oh and it's also going to be while i've done this whole thing and i'm cutting out all this shit that i choreographed just so i can get this one shot yeah yeah. That's what a crazy person does. <laughs> well, uh, they what ran. A crazy person did. Yeah. Uh, the the 
as I think we mentioned in last week's episode, which is next week's episode, Liza with a Z. So um, Cy Fuhr hired Fosse because he had just had a failure and he thought he could control him. Fosse <laughs> went above his head, made friends with uh, higher up on the food chain of production, and that person was backing him. And so there are all kinds of shenanigans like... Fosse wanted it dark on the set. He wanted it dark, gritty, grimy, smoky, and Cy Fewer wanted your classic Broadway musical. He wanted it to look like the pajama game. And so the two of them were fighting. There's no way this works if you shoot it like that. So Fosse kept ordering more and more filters for the light. (laughs) And Cy Fewer kept coming in and stealing them. And the thing is that, of course, Fosse was, this is what Fosse would do would get all the artists on his side. So the camera people were totally on his his side, and they apparently were ordering decoy filters <laughs> that they would leave out for Scythe to come steal, and then they'd be like, no, the real ones are over there, and then slap them on Genius. the lights. But, um, but so, I mean, this is still only his second film directing. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, he was really... He, oh, he shot too much footage as he kept shooting from different angles and playing with it, and that made him crazy, too. But the crazy thing I was reading is they didn't have monitors while they were shooting. They literally had no idea. They were making it so dark, trying to ride that line between dark to get what he wanted, but still able to see what he wanted to see. They would have no idea if the shot actually worked until the next day in dailies. <laughs> That's That's nobody makes movies yes. like who does that? Bob like fucking Fossey. What if he got it back and he's like, cool, we just lost a whole day of shooting because I can see nothing. nothing. There had yeah. to have been days like that. There was at least they once that that yeah. happened. They just right? don't sleep for the next three days yeah. and they'll get the time back. More drugs. Uh, yeah, and that's Fossey. Fossey would go, 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 and people would go, go, go with him because they fucking loved him. That's very clear. Um, so you mentioned that you knew her outfit from my hair. Yeah. Here's a tidbit. Guys, sorry, it's just going to be me talking about this movie. I fucking love this movie. Fosse hated the costumes. All of them? He hated them. The costuming that, that came out partially because this was 1970s Germany, and Germans did not want to admit there had ever been Nazism. So when they were trying to get period costumes, they were getting... Uh, While they're shooting in Berlin. Yeah. Like, it's actually shot on location. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. in West Berlin. So they were giving them the wrong clothes because they would just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have anything like that. So Gwen Verdon, who he was... Things were rocky at this point with Gwen. They were rocky at this point with Gwen. Uh, Gwen Verdon, like, he calls her because... She will always come and she will always help him. She shows up and for free basically costumes the movie. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's, uh, Liza's wearing Gwen's robe, her frequently. That's Bob's vest that she just gave her and said, here, wear this. Like, that's literally Bob Fosse's. And uh, just don't wear a bra. Yeah, it looks great. And um, she like went... Like the black? Uh-huh. She went scrounging. Wow. Yeah. She traveled all over Germany to thrift stores to find Nazi uniform surplus so that they could have the uniforms that they needed. Mm-hmm. And the best story of all, for if you could see her through my eyes, for some reason the costume the studio supplied, the gorilla costume was made of blue velvet. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. And they couldn't find anything else in Germany. It was getting to the point of, 
we have to film this number and we don't have a gorilla costume. And so Gwen, God damn, I want to party with her. Gwen Verdon flew all the way to New York City, flew back to New York City to go to the most, to go to the costume shop that all the Broadway companies <laughs> used to rent or buy, it's unclear, a proper gorilla costume and flew back to Berlin with a gorilla head in her lap. Wow. Yes. I love the magazine. <laughs> I love it. It was a DIY thing. The whole cast bonded fiercely. Liza Minnelli said she never wanted to work on another film. She wanted to work on this film forever. Um, <gasps> Michael York said it was one of the best experiences he ever had as an actor. Because when he got the movie, he's like, you, you know this is a terribly underwritten part, right? What am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> I don't literally don't know what the fuck is going on with this character. Yeah. And Bob's like, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> and so they basically workshopped it. But he was just like, do you? I just love the idea of Michael York, so British. You do understand this isn't good, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Let's fix it. How about that? So anyway, uh, my hair, what did, I mean, you've seen it before, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I. It's been such a long time. I, I remembered it. I remembered it more of the dancing. Well, not like the specific da like dance moves. I don't know. Like it just. I didn't remember it being like as choppy. Um, and it's not a bad thing. I just. I mean, I had a much different like memory of the whole film really than than what it was tonight. And I enjoyed it much more tonight than same what yeah. I remember have, having seen it before. And I just saw it for the first time like maybe three or four years ago. Oh. Um. Also, I will say that when I saw it, I knew it was, like, the big Bob Fosse movie, and I was expecting much more of a musical musical, Yeah, mm -hmm. um, which this is not that. <laughs> it's interesting when people are like, oh, it's Bob Fosse, I'm going to see Amazing Dance. If they're seeing later Bob Fosse, like Chicago or Cabaret, like, I took friends to the West End Chicago when we traveled to London once when we came out. I, of course, was thrilled to see it, but they were like... I, I expected more, you know, t t dancing. But even like, Chicago has more. Mm -hmm. It does, but it's still Bob Fosse dancing, so it's not that super athletic. Right. You know, it's not the alley dance. It's not like, Michael. Yeah. It's not Michael Kidd. It's not yeah. Gene Kelly. And I'm like, no, this is Bob Fosse. That's what. That's what you get. It's, oh, it's very different, isn't it? <laughs> like, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Brian starts taking. Students to teach them English. Mm -hmm. Phlegma in the tubes. <laughs> I, Phlegma. Phlegma. Bad yeah. scene. So, yeah, so he's teaching, uh, what's the guy's Fritz. name? Fritz. Fritz. I keep wanting to call him Felix. Fritz. And then he tells Fritz that his next one, his next um, uh, student is Landauer, is mm -hmm. that right? Um, who is a wealthy Jewish woman. Um, and Fritz wants to stick around and he's trying to, it, I love this scene so much because he's, so, and, oh, and Sally comes rushing in. Um, I love that it never explains yeah, why she's, in, a, like, she's in, a, in this like whirlwind. It's just like, this is Sally. This is kind of, oh, you just, find out at the end she, she'd been boomsitting all morning. Oh, that's oh, right. That yeah. yeah. With some guy I who said he could get her. Who could get yeah. her a, a contract at the at a movie studio, and she's pissed because she 
fuck this guy all morning, and then he fucked her. Um, so, yeah, she comes in. She's immediately like, do we have gin? I want to start drinking. And uh, so then, um, what is her? Natalia. Natalia um, shows up, and neither one of them will leave. Yeah, so Brian, can Brian's start trying very, very, in a yes. very British way to get them the hell out of the room, and neither of them and well, Fritz is being see the cues and super like, nah. weird. Yeah, he's like immediately smitten. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's immediately smitten both by the gorgeousness and the money. And he's like, I, I want I want to I want to make an impression and I am so awkward. And Sally's just pissed because she's gorgeous and the men are falling all over themselves for her and she's just like, what am I, chopped liver? And <laughs> when he hands her the plate, just like shoves Dana. <laughs> and the Dana just like falls off on her. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. And she's just like pure attitude the entire uh-huh. time. And Natalia is very sweet, very proper. No idea what's going on. Uh, very naive. And she's like, oh, it's a conversational class. Great, let's all have conversation. And you can see Brian's just like, oh shit, Sally's going to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's a party. And Sally's like, I like parties. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Sally's like, nobody's talking. So she introduces the topic of syphilis. <laughs> like you do, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the first topic. Like you do. Mind. And like, oh, I hear you can get it from kissing, kissing I, from towels, <laughs> but not from whispering in the ear. And of course, screwing. What is screwing? <laughs> yeah, like, what is it? Like screwing, please? Or however she <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Boomson. Ah, yes, the one. He's like, of course, that's the word that you can pronounce perfectly. Of course, it is. That is one thing I notice about mine. Air is I don't speak any German at all, and you can tell by how I just said that I don't even know how to pretend I speak German. And her accent singing that was horrible. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) Oh, uh, well, when Brian first comes to the house and he's looking for uh, oh yeah, when she's like talking Schneider Schneider. Um, and she answers the door, and she says, it should be like, um... Well, because he says, he, he introduces himself, or whatever he says, in, in, in German. German. And she, you can tell she clearly... And so what she says is... Has to think uh, about it. I'm trying to remember how exactly you would say it. It's like, Zis, uh, Nishu Hausa would be the right way you say it. It's like, she's not home. Um, and she just goes, Zis Nish... To house, like Nick do house, and something like that, and it's no, there's like no accent to it or anything, <laughs> and it's just I was like, oh, she's not actually going to try to play off his German, and then she immediately drops it, and I was like, okay, I kind of love this character because uh-huh. as soon as he's like, uh, oh, you're American, and she's like, oh. like I can't remember what she says. I was she's, going for international woman of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> She desperately, she desperately wants to be like she's one of those girls you read on Reddit who's like I'm so random like like she's painted her nails green she's got her weird hair I'm I oh I'm oh do I shock you oh I'm so I'm so strange and amazing and constantly yeah it's, I think literally how she describes herself at one point. Strange and amazing. Yes. A couple of times. Strange and extraordinary. There you go. There it is. It's so weird to watch this with, like, having just seen Sweet Charity, though, because they're both very high-energy characters, um, and it would be, like, superficially, they're very similar, but, like, Charity's, like, a real character and, like, a real human being, and... um, 
uh, Sally. fucking Sally, uh, I was like Liza, uh, with a Z, um, is she, I mean, not to say she's not a really, she's not a real character either, but she basically just fucking buries everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, that character more, plays a character. Uh, exactly. Kind of so like, yeah. she's doing a performance of putting on a performance. <laughs> well, she's somebody who desperate is desperate to believe the lie. Yes. She wants the false reality of the theater. She wants that to be real. She like Yeah, she it, wants she, everyone to believe that yeah. she is what the she glamour. imagines herself to mm-hmm. be, not what she actually is. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for part one of our episode on Cabaret. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Feel free to leave a comment, Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And we will finish our discussion of Cabaret next week. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Vinny makes some sly comment under the radar, and then it's like, wait, what? I'll sneak it in there. Butt stuff. We're talking about butt stuff again. Surprise butt stuff. Always. I'll sneak it in there. You get to take the penis out. You can't just stick your hand up that. And then Mike says something ridiculous. I never say, how dare you make up lies about me?